Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is not a song for somebody's sump pump that has died today. Although we would Although do, there, uh, might be, that, there might be one around that has. That, that would hope, you know, good luck. Uh, good morning. It's Jeremy and Joe. Why are we playing this? Are really because, just trying to hit me in all the fields well, tonight, huh? Well, I, I, we have to let everybody know what's going on in the, in the commercial breaks. You know, of course, we're, you want to talk about the Bills and Sean McDermott and all that stuff, that's fine. But we've kind of stumbled on a topic because there's been news in the international football community that Jurgen Klopp is leaving Liverpool. Joe's a Liverpool fan. In the break... I hear I hear these these sounds coming from his computer. He's watching sad montages of oh, are they pr- I can't help are they, they're just are they, showing up in my timeline. Are they press conferences? You're watch you're over there No You're over on. there making you, yourself sad. This guy if the there is no, I'll, I'll say this right now, there's no coach in any sport ever that has a better highlight reel than him, him because he runs onto the field sometimes, like celebrating. True. Sprinting down the sideline, going nuts. He does his, uh, he does like three fist pumps to the crowd after every win. Oh, the fist pumps. I'm going to miss him. Anyway, he's announced he's leaving the club after the year, so I tweeted it out. As jo- I mean, Joe is... Every break, I, I, you're just gonna watch highlights of Jurgen Klopp celebrating goals and stuff. I, mean, I saw, he, I saw you, my whole so- my whole soccer life as f- fandom for soccer is this man. Yeah, I saw you retweeted someone that compared Klopp to their own father. Yeah, he's yeah. up there with yeah. my dad, is what they said. I think I once said, even maybe on this show, that if I could have a beer with one person in the world, it would be Jurgen Klopp. Wow. All right, it's a cool dude. Eight oh three oh five fifty. We're talking a little bit about Belichick and not not getting a job. The Bills should hire him, by the way. <laughs> Liverpool should hire Bill Belichick. What sure. The, what I think the Bills to hire. I don't even know what he's going to do, but right. they should hire Jurgen Klopp if, to do something. If the Sabres hired Jurgen Klopp, would he be better than Ralph Yes. Kruger? Yes, he would. 100% he would be better. He's a big uh, analytics guy, so he at least would have that. So here's the question. As Joe goes deep into his feelings over there, mm-hmm. watching montages about Jurgen Klopp, mm-hmm. what's the most you've ever felt for a player or a coach retiring or leaving your team? The saddest you've been Ooh. about a player or a coach leaving. This is going to be saber guys, I think, for me. Right? Yeah, free agency and trades. Because who? Yeah, who's the who's the top Bills answer? Like, this is not the answer, but you said leaving, I'm, and my first thought was, well, Doug Marone left. <laughs> Who was sad about no that? No one was sad. No, no one was sad no about that. No one was sad. So, 
I mean, there are there are '90s Bills answers too. I mean, Thurman and Andre, sure. oh and, yeah, and Bruce, course. yeah, there's lots of those answers. I'm trying to think for me, the saddest I was about a player or a coach leaving. Ryan Miller, Brian Camp, Brian Campbell crying the yeah. day he got traded was yeah. pretty. Like you see him sad about it because they were not prepared to pay him. Mm-hmm. Jason tough. Pominville. Pominville. He came back. He he did. He did but when they, when they traded one. him in the first place, though, maybe yeah, to Minnesota. Yep. That the thing about those kind of that that's different. Not to say it doesn't count. Yeah. Th- those Sabres teams gutted multiple players. You like like Ovanik's gone, and now Miller's mm-hmm. gone, and now Pominville's gone. Mm-hmm. Whereas for you, this is just. This guy's in the midst of the career. He's in his prime, and boom, he's going to leave. Yeah, he says he's exhausted. Uh, right. It's it's not being traded away. It's not being fired. It's just I hey I gotta I gotta go. Right. Like I just I'm gonna I got a video to announce. I, I just gotta go. And what is who who's done that? That's retirement usually, right? For yeah. us. So that's like Kyle Williams. You know. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Could mm-hmm. we loop RJ in this? Yes, RJ when he just when he retired. Yes, is for sure. That's that's a good answer. That's, that's a gonna very be, very good answer. Yeah, that's going to be tough to top for this. Eight oh three on eight oh three oh five fifty on this. Dave writes in. I remember crying as I read the Buffalo News sports page, July second, two thousand seven. They wrote mm-hmm. about Briere and Drury and how they didn't get resigned. Briere, especially right. Like Briere leaving, I think hit people hard, very hard. I mean, as a, as a kid, that hit me super hard. Was Briere specifically leaving? I mean, both, of course, was the story. But he was, you know, everyone had their own favorite player on those teams. But wasn't if if he wasn't your favorite player, wasn't everyone's second favorite player Danny Briere? Like everyone loved Danny Briere. Yeah, I I think him leaving is going to be a, a good one here too. You mentioned in the break, Lindy, for this. He got fired, but that was sad when that happened. That felt like maybe it had to happen at the time. I think that's the Sabres answers for me are going to be better for this than the uh, than the Bills. Because again, I can't really think of anyone well, beyond like Kyle Williams. You, I'm a drought. I'm a drought kid, though. That's right. Your age. Yeah. You, you're a drought kid for the Bills and for the Sabres. You had a couple good seasons, and when those players left, you would of course be upset. Jay writes in. I felt really bad for Chan Gailey. He was crying. He did. He, he said on his way out. That I'll this, root for Buffalo. I'll root for Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ron in D.C. Hey, Ron, thanks for hanging on. You're on WGR. Hey, certainly. Hey, good Friday morning, guys. Um, just on this subject, um, I'm old enough to remember the Braves leaving town oh. and also my favorite player, Parole, retiring. But the reason I called was about Diggs. Um, mm-hmm. I read some postgame comments in The Athletic uh, based upon a couple of Kansas City Chiefs secondary players. Uh, about Diggs, the first one came from McDuffie, the cornerback, who said that uh, the Bills went heavy and were focused on the run, but the Chiefs surprised them by not doubling Diggs. That's all he said. And then the safety, Justin Reed, said that um, they put Sneed on Diggs, and that was all she wrote. They didn't need to do anything else. They said that Diggs knows that and was frustrated. So my conclusion about this is this kind of speaks to maybe the Bills recognized this drop in productivity or issue and cut his snaps and reps, which was true during the season. I don't know what it turned out during the playoff game. 
And then the second thing was Captain Diggs had nothing to say post-game, and this may have been part of that motivation. Thank you very much. Have a great Friday. Thanks, Ron. I mean, it's very possible. I, I, you have to go back to the All-22 and see how many times they rolled coverage. Yep. I mean, it's not unusual for a team to claim they didn't do something, and then they, they did it all the time. I mean, Specifically, I can think of, was it Chan or Rex? Somebody said they double-teamed Mario Williams the whole game, and they didn't at all. Mm-hmm. I remember that specifically. So I don't, I don't really know. LeJerry Sneed is a very good corner. Locking up a receiver yeah. is not unusual. They also locked him up to the point where he got so open he should have caught a pass down the field. That's Justin Reed that he ran right by on that play, I believe. Yeah. So there's a guy there. Who is that? Is that Sneed? I, I thought that Reed. It, I thought it was Reed. The safe, okay. Safety. The guy who's like falling as Diggs yes. goes up for the ball. Yes. I mean, if Diggs catches that ball, he ends up with a hundred plus yards in the game, and the Chiefs don't get to necessarily puff their chests out about the job that they did. Yeah. Diggs did make catches in the game. And, you know, getting locked up by a corner that doesn't really happen to Diggs all that often. Maybe it did. He did have a midfoot sprain he'd been playing through. Yeah. He showed up in the injury report with a midfoot sprain, so we'll see. I don't, I don't have any answers for you other than the winners get to tell the story, you know, on what happened. I did read a breakdown from Ben Solak on The Ringer yesterday about how the the Chiefs and the Ravens have not quite revolutionized, but they have figured out more than anybody, how to stop motion in the NFL. And we knew that Brady increased the amount of motion that the Bills ran. The The Chiefs like move at the line of scrimmage as the snap is happening almost every play. Like They run their own motion. And they can, of course, like offense, you can only have one guy running at a time, right? Defense can have everybody if they really wanted to. Um, and I don't know that he talked specifically about what they did against the Bills for this, but... Rolling coverage is something they do consistently, confusing the offense, and a lot of times they will not quite double-team a number one receiver while also making the quarterback. Like Spagnolo, like part of what he's done well, I guess, that Solak broke down is he's going to make the quarterback think we're doubling your number one receiver, and then right when you snap the ball, we're doing something different. We're actually maybe not doubling him, right. and now you're looking somewhere else, and oh, our coverage rolled that way, and now you don't have time to go back to your number one receiver. So I, I think that might be a Spagnolo thing, that he, he the thing, what he's doing, they, you look at some of their success this year, you know, I respect the defense a lot. They had... The, the worst games of the year by, I think it was, the Niners, the Dolphins, and it was somebody else that runs a ton of motion. All of their worst offensive days of the season came against the Chiefs defense. So, I, I might want to say that, you know, Diggs having his worst yardage game of the season, despite the fact that he had had so many other down games, I they, they got the answers. Maybe that's one where Spagnolo kind of you know, dunked on Joe Brady a little bit in this game, and that's a big reason why they didn't get anything open down the field. Yeah, the Bills had their two worst halves of the season in yards per play yeah. in the second halves against the Chiefs. How many games they played, Joe? 20 games? They played 20 games. Played 20 games. That's 40 halves. Yeah. The two worst halves the Bills had in yards per play were second halves against the Chiefs. So whether that's an adjustment or and both those games were against Joe Brady. Brady had taken over by the time they played the Chiefs a second time. Mm-hmm. Now Brady is interviewing for the Bills job, the job he has. The Bills will go through the hiring process. They have to interview other candidates. Mm-hmm. It will be very interesting what other candidates get talked about. What other candidates we find out that they've yeah. met with or they plan to meet with. But here's Brady interviewing for his own job. 
Boy, the, of all the things you could hear, I'd love to hear that. Who does he, he interviews with Bean and McDermott? Yeah. He's got Allen's endorsement. He's got a lot of players' endorsement. Mm-hmm. What if they went another? That, what that they, though, what, even what, like, are we sure? Allen says that. What? What? He can't not say that, right? When he's asked at the press conference. Probably he can't not say like you know if Josh Allen said yeah you know we'll see there's gonna be an interview process like if the player says that right the, and the, the players know. would have said they believed in Dorsey the day before he got fired right they still were talking about how yep. they believed in Dorsey the Morse said it at the his his locker room cleanout they were talking about Dorsey still so again I don't want to assume Allen is lying there no um no. but I wouldn't just assume that you know. Oh, if they hired somebody else, it's because they're going. They're they're not giving Josh the guy he wants. I don't know. I think maybe Josh would listen to other ideas. I wonder if in the next week or so, we find out about a candidate. The Bills are talking to an offensive coordinator that moves the needle a lot. That's like, oh, should should they go? I, I can't even think of who the candidates might Nate, be. Nate Geary was tweeting yesterday about uh, Eric Bieniemy. Are they going to interview Eric Bieniemy for this? If they he's available. If they are, has he coached with McDermott before? I mean, they both come from Andy Reid. I don't know if they have. Bieniemy is such an interesting case because, of course, he co- he coached with Andy Reid forever, and their offense was great. And this year, without Bieniemy, they struggled. Right? Then yeah. he goes to Washington, and early on in Washington, the story on Bieniemy was he's kind he kind of asks a lot of players or he rubs players the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera had to issue a statement about how no 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 he's fine everything's fine. But that but wasn't that because Rivera said something before that implied that he did he yes. did do it? Yes. Yeah. So who knows the whole story there? And then he went to Washington and their offense was run by Sam Howell, who took a million sacks, but they threw it all over the place. If Sean McDermott yeah. truly believes or, or if we are to believe what McDermott truly Sorry, hold let me start all over again here. What he said it, about like explosive plays. That's what and, I'm trying to yeah. say. How I grew up under Andy Reid. I cut my teeth with Andy Reid, pass to win, throw to win, mm-hmm. explosive plays. If that's true, Andy Reid's number one right-hand man as an offensive coordinator for multiple seasons is Eric Bieniemy, And he's available. Yes. There should definitely be an interview. Mm-hmm. And could he take that job over Joe Brady? Because look at it from a neutral standpoint. Brady would have to go in and tell McDermott and the Bills and... It's too bad these interviews aren't public. It'd be a lot of fun if we could get in on these. Yeah, but Brady, he hears McDermott say that he he would know how much McDermott wants him to run the ball, and maybe they ran it so much because the the defense is injured. Yep. Like, oh yeah, I want to throw and pass and be explosive too. You better get me go get Troy Franklin. Go get Troy Frank, Franklin out of Oregon, mm-hmm. then draft this other guy, you know, a bigger body, and give me as many receivers as possible, and I will show you an explosive pass game, pass to win, pass to score. You'll get everything you just said you wanted in that press conference from yeah. me. This outfit you just had me take over midway through was not ready for this. And if you're Eric Bieniemy, you come in and you say, here's what I would do. I like this guy. I like this guy. I need you to draft two receivers, or I need you to yeah. m- whatever. Move on from... Who I'm trying to think like no Hardy. I don't move, want on, Hard- move on from Hardy. Hardy Hines Davis is out. Yep. Diggs can stay. I'm going to try and draft somebody over top of him eventually by halfway through the season or by next year. Someone that can you know lay a claim to the number one receiver spot. Yeah. I've I've mentioned you know in the past few weeks with neutral situation pass rate the Bills were eighth on the season at 56. percent Here's how the season ended: number one in the league in pass rate. Uh, Cincinnati at 63%. Number two in the league. Really, there's a tie at number two in the league. 61.9% Chiefs, 61.8% Washington. 
if he true if, if he is what he said he is, they have to talk to Bieniemy. They have to interview him. And if you yeah give the job to Brady and he runs it a lot next year, yeah, then I think right think, they don't have to hire Bieniemy. No, they but they definitely have to talk to him. Yeah. I cut my teeth under Andy Reid's offensive system. Yeah. The guy that ran it is yeah. available. Man, there would be uh, for the storylines too. Now, now I'm I I'm not even a big enemy guy, but like I don't know. We've got your we've got your OC now. How about that? Like we're we're to beat the Chiefs. You know, it, it almost sounds like a little. It feels like a little bit of fire with fire. Even though, again, like did did he even call plays in Kansas City? I mean, it was Andy Reid's offense. He's, Maybe he, he was never going to get credit no matter what. He spent 10 years with Andy Reid right. in his offense. Four years as running backs coach, four years as offensive coordinator. Yeah. Hmm. Are we talking ourselves into he's got to get the job? I don't want to go there. I don't think I, that. I don't think I want to go there. I mean, if he did get the job, though, all right, like... I, I could get into it, I think, a little bit. I did see also yesterday in, you know, the the enemy idea on, on Twitter of even though they threw the ball a lot and they had a lot of numbers, like volume wise, they were not efficient at all. But well but Sam Howell is that enemy, right? That is Sam Howell and a really bad offensive line. So you've got a quarterback that takes a lot of sacks that is always under pressure. You know, how how much are you really able to do? That that too is a an opposite of what the Bills did, right? Which was the Bills came out of the gates last year throwing the ball, kind of you know similar to like they always did. They were just doing it in twelve personnel, and then you know McDermott kind of talked about this in his presser, which was we got to the bye and we said we need to stop turning the ball over as much. So okay, what do they want to do? They want to not turn it over as much. Because, what, Allen's trying to fit the ball into places he used to be able to do it because he had guys that were open and now guys aren't open anymore. So, the Bills maybe got to a place midway through the year where we don't have the talent to throw the ball like we used to. Well, okay, so let's do this instead. We're going to run the ball more. We're going to increase that. We're going to increase the amount of screens we run, stuff at the line of scrimmage, and we'll do that. And then they won games doing that. And here's Washington, where you threw the ball a lot all year. It didn't really work well at all in terms of how efficient it was. You were taking a ton of sacks. You were turning the ball over, too. And they never went away from it. Like, the enemy just said, screw it. I'm th- I don't care. I'm just going to throw the ball all year. I'm not, I'm not adjusting to that. I'm not going to run- start running the ball more because it's not going well. So I don't know what McDermott that that's I'm trying to get into McDermott's mind how he would look at that of well at least I got an offense that was able to counter when the pass game wasn't working the way we wanted and this guy didn't have the pass game working the way he wanted and he just kept throwing never stopped pedal to the metal from beginning to end he called what was the number 54 consecutive pass plays at one time this year they were losing a right. game. It was fifty-one or fifty-four. But he just right. He didn't run the ball one time. Yeah. Dennis in Lockport on the uh, OC conversation. Hey, Dennis. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Love your show. Hey, I got a question for you. You're talking about OCs. Why not Josh McDaniels? He's only got six Super Bowl rings as an OC. He had a plug-and-play offense that could put anybody that he needed in. Best two 
minute drive and highest scoring offenses when he was the OC for the Patriot way. And and I, I like the enemy what you guys are talking, but yeah, Andy Reid knows all his moves because he's been with them for eight years. Whereas McDaniels, that's another strange uh, animal out there who can run a, a mean offense. He might suck as a head coach, but offensive coordinator, he's good. One thing I wonder about anybody like this, whether it's Bienemy or Brady or Dorsey or McDaniels, is how important the Bills think the personality fit is. Mm-hmm. Because, and and who knows? Like, these are the things we don't know. Brian Dable, what was he like? Fiery mm-hmm. would take you to task if you messed up publicly. Mm-hmm. And he did that in New York, too. Some of the writing in New York is that him and, not, him and Martindale? Well, I just mean taking your own players. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, he would take yeah. – Dable would scream and take players apart. He threw an iPad. Yeah. This year? And there's reports about practice, how – he's just intense. And Dorsey, from the stories of the Bills, like Dorsey's a cerebral guy, whereas, you know, Brady might be a little bit better in this department. Maybe, maybe Dable was someone who would scream and yell but also still be the people person. I wonder what kind of person – the Bills want there because, you know, McDermott is what he is. His players love him. There are plenty of reports that he burns coaches out. Do you need someone to offset that? A good balance of uh, good cop, bad cop, whatever, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And McDaniels is a – Josh McDaniels is a coach that didn't his players hate him? Hated him. Yeah. Hated Pr- him. Pretty much. As much as you'll ever hear about a coach. Yes. Yeah. I I, I don't I don't know about the character of Josh McDaniels personally. Yeah. But it's a guy that was under Belichick, under his wing the whole time, left to go to Denver, traded a bunch of players he didn't get along with and and got fired in quickly, went back to New England, accepted a job in Indy, changed his mind, went back to New England, goes to the Raiders, gets fired, and his players hated him. Yeah. Now, the job is not to be popular. The job's to win. I don't know about McDaniels just because it seems like there's a big, big body of work of I don't know if I want that guy around Josh Allen don't we here isn't the number one thing your your number one job as the offensive coordinator is to make sure that Josh Allen's head screwed on right and that is something that Brady succeeded with that Dorsey seemed to be failing at say anything you want about Dorsey maybe it was the noise maybe it's the expectations the pressure that when they made that change what changed Allen's mindset really appeared to change Mm mm-hmm like he got, he, he relaxed. He took he took a breath. Yep. So what offensive coordinator am I going to hire that does the best for him like that? I made a comparison on with maybe Kansas City or sometime the last couple of weeks. The offensive coordinator is Josh Allen's caddy. <laughs> that's what. Yeah. That's your job. Yeah. Your job is to be this guy's caddy. You tell him what club to hit. You tell him how to play this hole. You tell him where to go, and then you let him be him. Yep. Who's the best caddy for Josh Allen? I don't know if it's Bienemy, somebody he's never worked with before. I don't know if it's Brady because he's comfortable there, someone that's going to challenge him. But this, uh, you know, this this process for the Bills, it'll be interesting. I think they have to interview Bienemy. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Joe's put up a Twitter poll about it, about uh, if yeah. it's Bienemy or Joe Brady. That's the best idea. You can join us, Jeremy, in a uh, sad, sad Joe. <sighs> You're, you're getting- I, we had uh, one 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 listener <laughs> tweeted in, and this is like 
this is why this is a good conversation about like Bills and Saber comparisons because this is kind of how I feel about it. Someone tweeted in, I'm serious when I say this. When I woke up to the news today, it was like losing a family member. Klopp is special. Jurgen Klopp. Love Jurgen Klopp so much. Well, we're, we're gotta here, we're, win. Now, more emphasis. Gotta win the title. I'm here if you need me. Let him leave on top. We've got a football guest coming up top of the hour, Locked On NFL podcast host. Ross Jackson. Locked On NFL will join us at 8 o'clock. Preview the, uh, the weekend a little bit. Championship Sunday on the way. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. I can't, I, I can't help but think about what are you going to do offensively at the quarterback position because the success is directly tied to how that guy plays and, and what position will they be in in order to, to, to get a quarterback. I know Justin Fields' name has been thrown around. What will the Atlanta Falcons do front office-wise with Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris coming together along with Arthur Blank and trying to figure out who's going to quarterback this team? Look, for as phenomenal as D'Amico Rans was in Houston, for as good as Dan Campbell has been in Detroit, those guys, signal callers, played at very high levels this year. So we know that that's a direct correlation to the success that you will have as a head coach. There is no doubt Raheem will be ready for this job, understands what it takes to be a head coach. Now it's time to get to work and figuring out who's going to be a signal call. Ideas for the Falcons at quarterback. I do think that's a ready-made offense for somebody that's got My favorite idea for the Falcons remains Justin Fields. If the Bears, oh, okay. in fact, get out of that yeah. spot. I think Justin Fields is a great idea for the Falcons. Do you want to know who the favorite is, though? Maybe it was even mentioned there, the favorite to be their next quarterback? It's not on the roster? Nope. It's not on the roster. So they're week one starter. Can't be Kirk Cousins. Nope. How good is this player? Um, Garoppolo? He's fine, but he, you know. Is he an upgrade over Desmond Ritter? Yeah. Yeah, Lots he's an upgrade. Business. He's an upgrade over Desmond. No, he no, he is. He is. He is. Okay, so yeah. it's pretty soft. Yeah, we've made fun of him though a lot in the last couple of years. Mac Jones? No, <laughs> that's that's a good one though. Making uh, listen, fun I, of. We've definitely made fun of Mac Jones. I, I like a lot. I like this question. What quarterbacks have we made fun of the most? I might want to say this is the quarterback in the last couple of years we have made fun of more than anybody. Not Zach Wilson. 
I think we've made fun of this guy more than Zach Wilson. All right, Josh, help me with this. What quarterback have we made fun of the most? I, th- I think more than it, Zach Wilson. It's not Tua. You've made no, fun of Tua not, a it's lot. Not, it's not Tua. No, that's true. Kenny Pickett? Oh, no. no that's, oh, man. That's, that's not a bad guess, though. Turns out we've made fun of a lot of quarterbacks. Yeah, it's true. This is what yeah. you can do when your house is protected by Josh Allen. Yeah, Kyler Murray? Over here. Who? Nah, no, not no, Kyler no, Murray. He doesn't even play this Not year. Kyler. No. What quarterback have we made fun of the most? I would say we've made fun of him more for off-field things than we have for Aaron Rodgers. That's not Rodgers. Not, not like bad off-field things. Just like... Okay, so he's a nerd. Yeah. Yeah. In, not, a, in, a, in a sense... He's a weird dude. Russell Wilson. <laughs> I was really, I was trying not to say weird dude because yeah. I'm like, this is going to give it away. But I'm like, I don't have another way to say it. It did. And it gave it away instantly. Instantly. Russell Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. In right. Atlanta. In Atlanta. All right. I guess. Listen, if they he's go. He's better than, he's better than Raider. Yes, he is. Yeah. If they go to Russell Wilson, all of a sudden I really like B. John Robinson's chances of be, having a great year. Yeah, how do you feel about that for uh, Raheem Morris being I feel good coach? about it. I feel I, I do. Defensive coach, you know. We'll see who he brings in. As Joe, the Joe, plays, Joe's but, asking uh, how I feel about my dynasty shares in Bijan Robinson. Well, because they, they didn't it, go great. Well, it went fine. He just didn't get the ball much. But you want him to be like but, running back two. But here's what they did. Here's what the Falcons did. They just went from a bad offensive coordinator that Galaxy brains himself into ridiculousness to a yes. defensive head coach that's probably going to say, I'm going to play defense and I want you to give that ball to Bijan. Right. Right? Yeah, I think so. I'm into I think, it. I think that's their. I think that's their game plan. Um, Could Brian Johnson be a candidate for this? You think? Yeah, sure. He'll uh, maybe. The, he, the, uh, the ben Eagles. Johnson. Brian Johnson's the uh, Eagles guy oh, that got fired. Okay. Well, because um, it's like who sure. came up? Who came up with the tush push concept? Was it him or was it just kind of you know a collective? I don't know. It might have been Hertz. Um, this is good for you, I think, for your Bijan shares. Good. Yeah. Is it good for Kyle Pitts though? Is another you know t- tail. It's not good for Drake London. I don't think. Yeah. 803-0550. So Belichick looks like he's not going to get a job. One fun thing I thought of about this. Do you know what's going to be great about Bill Belichick this year? What's that? He won't do what Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers do, which is every week insist that people pay attention to him. He won't tweet or post on Snapface. Mm. Oh, tough loss for so-and-so. Should I come back? Which is, of course, what those two did all the time. Yeah, Belichick will just will he disappear? I think like, he'll. I think he'll do TV in some for a way. year. Will he be? Yeah, like not not like in the booth, but like he'll do a he'll do a studio show, right? Well, oh, he could do that. He could be a consultant. I mean, Vic Fangio was a consultant for the Eagles for a half a year, then coached again with mm-hmm. the Dolphins, and yeah. now is appearing go back to Philadelphia. I mean, Belichick could be a consultant. He could be TV. He could hang out with Nick Saban and do a podcast. Man, that would be something. The Saban Belichick podcast. Wouldn't you listen well, to Saban's it? Well, going to do TV, isn't he? He's he's done that in the past. Mm-hmm. So, I I don't think he disappears. I mean, isn't he the type Can can Belichick just relax for a year like the, what we know about his personality? I don't know, can he stay away from the game entirely for a full He's not, you know, Cliff Kingsburying it. He's buying a one-way ticket to Thailand, right? And not coming back for 8 months. I don't think so. You know, I guess I could be surprised. Um, and we definitely don't think he's going to be a defensive coordinator somewhere. No, I can't imagine There's any no coach, way. any coach signing up for that. Uh-huh. That's probably right. Eight oh three oh five fifty. It's Championship Sunday coming up this weekend with the uh, 
you know, the AFC Championship, Chiefs and Ravens. I've and decided then... to go back on uh, you convincing me that, you know, the, the Lions aren't like the, you know, because of the fans and the other teams. Like, I, I am I am rooting for the Lions. I was thinking about the Sabres for this. Like, okay, so the Detroit sports fans had success in other areas where, okay, a Buffalo sports fan has had the Bills for five years here, six years here. But that doesn't mean that they're, it wouldn't be unbelievable if the Sabres just immediately got great next year. They have not won. Detroit has lots but of winning. But they have winning. a team that's good. Detroit has tons of winning. They have, they have championships. But they have not, lots of championships. I, I've heard enough like Detroit people on podcasts recently where it's like, this is the greatest sports story that they've had in decades, ever, like times two. If, if the Lions won it all, like it would be so far beyond all the other teams winning. And it's just because it's, I guess it's it's football. It really, it wants to be a football town. It's the NFL. It's bigger than everything else anyway. And it's the worst in 50 years. No team in any sport has won less than that team. The Lions winning is a little bit, to shout out your EPL uh, emotions right now, it's a little bit like Leicester City. Like, kind of. Holy cow, the Lions won? Right, like we've never seen this. No. no nobody's ever seen this, unless you are in your 80s. Right. So I'm I'm going in for the Lions, Where, and I, I I do want uh I want the analytics uh, king Dan Campbell to well, uh, to win it all. They do have an advantage there in the game management department. He's better at it than Kyle Shanahan is. Kyle Shanahan seems to have a much better team. My question is: We posted yesterday. Yeah. GR account, your account. Who who asked? Are we rooting for Chiefs or Ravens? And where did it come out? That might have been the GR account. I don't remember posting that. We so. put a Twitter poll up. Where are we? Chiefs and Ravens. I I, I know what. You know, Josh Allen fans, Josh Allen conversation if Lamar makes a Super Bowl. I know how that works. It has to be. We have to be rooting for the Ravens. Have to. No? No, I'm gonna, you, you I'm, have to root for the Ravens. We we, you, the Wes, argument, we all have to root for the Ravens. The argument for the, for the Chiefs is that you don't want another AFC quarterback to make the Super Bowl before Allen the way that Burrow did. You don't want Lamar to get that sort of accomplishment. He's going to win the MVP. If he wins the MVP and makes a Super Bowl in the same year, you know, he's got more badges than Allen does just in one year. And he might not deserve the MVP over Josh Allen, but whatever, he's probably going to win it. I I need the Ravens to win this game. I'll be it'll it, it, the the Chiefs have made it to Patriots level so fast. It went from a 0 to 60 for me and it probably happened in the span of 3 months. I didn't think about the Chiefs this way. And then they're whining, and then they're, oh, they're not the same, and they go and win ever, anyway, and Mahomes is the greatest of all time. A Super Bowl with them in it again. Mm-hmm. Two weeks lead up, just nonstop Mahomes and Kelsey, and then they get on the podium again and win it, and Kelsey says, everybody said it was a down year, huh? Can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. It has to be the Ravens. If you knew, Schefter earlier speculated, oh, maybe uh, if the Chiefs win, Andy Reid walks away. If I told you, undoubtedly, if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, that Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey would retire, would you root for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl? No. It came out before Super Bowl, whatever we're at. This will be my last game. This is my last game. Both of them. There's no. a report from Schefter. They're well, both going to walk away if they win today. No, why would I take it? If he's thinking of walking away... He'd walk away in any scenario. He might, all right, one more year. But if he's if, if it's true that he's considering walking away, it's not like he's thinking, well, if I win the Super Bowl, I'm going to stop coaching. And if I don't, I got 10 more years in me. Mm-hmm. 
You might think there's only one more year anyway. Yeah, I think he's probably point. close anyway, if that's the case. So for me, it has to be the Ravens in this game. I, I want it to be the Ravens. I, I do. I want it to be the Ravens. I also, we do this too, the Ravens versus the Chiefs. If it's a copycat league, if the Ravens win, what would the Bills take from them? I mean, they both they both have great defenses, right. Can, yes. B- Baltimore and Kansas City. And I don't think that these teams necessarily wait and see who the champ is and then say, like, well, all right, there it is. There's the formula. But, you know, the Ravens helped me push my narrative that the Bills need receivers because mm-hmm. they went out and they got them. They signed one in free agency. They added a first-round pick. They went out and they got weapons for their MVP caliber quarterback. And he won the MVP right away pretty much. He's a finalist. We don't know who wins it. Allen's mm-hmm. a finalist too. I want the Bills to add a couple receivers and then Josh Allen to win the MVP, get the one seed next year. Let's go. It's all right there for you. And they went all out for weapons, and they brought in a coordinator who was going to throw the ball a ton. And they brought in the talent to do that. They also, by the way, on defense, they – and if the, if the Bills need any further push, and you don't need to just go for your biggest defensive need every year in terms of your assets and your draft and your you know the money that you spend. Because every year there's going to be a defensive need somewhere. Yep. So – The Ravens, let's talk a breakdown on their defense in that they have the most investment at the non-essential positions. Like, linebacker and safety are where they're at their best, and they've invested the most. Like, Patrick Queen, they traded a ton and got Roquan Smith on a giant contract. They drafted Kyle Hamilton, what was that, like 10th overall? It was like in the top half of the draft. Maybe 12. 12 or something. Neighborhood, yeah. But meanwhile, they've kind of... Bargain binned, I think was the word I, I or phrase I saw. They've bargain binned defensive line and cornerback. Like Ronald Darby is out there starting for them at cornerback. <laughs> and Jadavian Clowney, who's been on like five teams in the last five years, is out there as their, their leading sack guy. So I, I don't know that the Bills would have to take a lesson from that, but that could be a little bit of. Well, also, they had the best defense in football, and they kind of just pieced it together at some of the most important positions. Yeah. And what they really did with their assets was they went after a wide receiver. They still managed to have a great defense, despite the fact that they poured assets into wide receiver before the before the year. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Jimmy in Miami. Hang on, we'll get to you right after the break. And uh, Ross Jackson, locked on NFL. A championship Sunday preview coming up top of the hour. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas, and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight 
better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Coming in and building great communication, collaboration, a vibe with Josh. And then I think you saw the results of that through the course of, I believe it was six games. I thought he did a very, very nice job in that regard. Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott, the uh, interview process for the OC has begun. Bill's interviewing Joe Brady for the job that he had for the second half of the season. And they will have other candidates to talk to as well. We'll find out who they are along the way. We threw on the idea of Eric Bieniemy as a candidate because Sean McDermott says he cut his teeth in Andy Reid's coaching staff, and Bieniemy was on that staff for 10 years and his right-hand man for four years with the Chiefs. We'll see if the Bills uh, pursue that at all. Jeremy and Joe with you here on a uh, rainy Friday. And we'll go to the phones. Jimmy in Miami. Hey, Jimmy, good morning. Hey, guys. Um, hey, um, of course, I'm down here in Miami, and I read a lot about the Dolphins, but uh, a caller had called in a little earlier and uh, comparing the Dolphins to the Bills and, and, and made some good points. But the thing is, the reason the Dolphins got in trouble when their good players got hurt, they had a lot of injuries on defense, is that they didn't have the talent developed in the last few years to plug in because the GM down here, Chris Greer, traded away a bunch of draft picks, like five draft picks total for Tyree Kill. One of them was a first round. He traded a bunch of draft picks for Bradley Chubb. He gave away a third for Jalen Ramsey. And then their idiot owner, Stephen Ross, he lost a first and a third because he was meddling with Tom Brady. So once their good players on defense got injured, they had no depth. Now, the thing is with McDermott, I'm not a big fan of McDermott as a head coach. But, you know, as long as you have Josh – you know, I mean, there's a lot of coaches that could come in and you're going to win 11, 12 games. But McDermott, I give him this much. He's a good defensive coordinator, and his and Bean's philosophy of draft and develop development has been good. Like, in other words, on defense alone, if you look at the, the roster, Taron Johnson, Dane Jackson, Benford, uh, Terrell Bernard, Trey White, Dot, uh, Rousseau, Milano, I mean, Epinesa, Ed Oliver, you can go right down the line. All these guys were drafted. Some guys played as rookies, but they drafted, developed, they kept the, the lineup deep. So, And the crazy thing about this game on Sunday, 
as crazy as many injuries as we had, we were still in it right to the end. I mean, if you hold Kansas City to 27 points, you you got to be able to beat them. And uh, I remember, Joe, one more quick thing. Joe, you said, I remember on your extra point show, it was a couple months ago, you were saying, give me offense, give me the weapons. I just want to outscore everyone. And I think that's true. You, and I'm glad that finally, after three years after the 13-second game, uh, they're realizing that they need to be more explosive. But to beat the guys like Baltimore, Kansas City, and Bengals, I remember you saying, you've got to have the weapons to just outscore them. And, you know, we were right there at the end of that game. But anyway, I I just wanted to talk about the development uh, issues with with McDermott, and I think that's his one strong point with him and his staff. Yeah, thanks, Jimmy. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's – I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I, I listened yeah. to it all. You mentioned a lot of depth players, the depth on oh. defense. What happened was the Bills' depth got tested in the middle of the season, and it was terrible. Not terrible, but their defense fell apart, and then they traded for a number one corner and signed another run stuffer, and it yeah. got a little bit better over time. They had some guys come in that that learned on the job and figured it out, and then those injuries popped up again, and then their defense was horrendous again. I mean, their defense was awful in that Chiefs game. It was, yeah. So you can say they've got depth, and that's not wrong. They've turned Christian Benford into a nice player. I mean, they, all, did, all, they didn't have depth on offense. No. They right? Don't. As much as they over—Dodson well, gave them some games, right? And Rapp gave them some games and moments, and Dane Jackson. Like, the defensive depth got tested. It was maybe the volume of the depth on defense getting tested that really harmed them. In an individual basis, in some spots it didn't go that terribly. Offensively, I mean, it sure feels like the biggest point it got tested late. I guess it didn't really otherwise, but when it was, you know, Hardy and Sherfield that had to come in, those were your receiver depth moves, and they just didn't give you anything. But on the depth on defense, they've invested a lot in their defense. A lot. Right. And I feel like it performed to expectation. And then, you know, in the Chiefs game, it was horrible. There was, there were, it was terrible. It was the, the best game that the Chiefs have had all year offensively. Yeah, yeah. holding yeah. the Chiefs to 27, you got to beat them if they score 27. It's not necessarily true of this version of the Chiefs. You think they're going to score 27 against Baltimore? We'll find out. Like this week, I would bet no. This week, Jimmy, will give us a lot of context. I know it's a matchup league, it's a week-to-week league, but if the Ravens hold the Chiefs to 16, you're going to have a different thought on that. And I I expect them to. I really do. I think I think the Ravens are might are might be the best defense in football all year. Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator, has been great, and the Chiefs again. I, um, did you make this point yesterday, or who, who was it? When we're looking at the numbers, that the Chiefs aren't really figuring out in the playoffs. They just had a great game last week. Yeah, like the the Dolphin game, even in terms of their efficiency, wasn't that great. Their defense was really what gave them great field position and turnovers. Um, the Ravens should crush them in that uh, matchup. On paper, they should. They on, should paper, on paper, they should. They should. Right. The Chiefs' implied total for this game was 21. I'd take the under. Maybe. I would bet the, and I what, would bet and the under. And what was their implied total for the game against the Bills? It would have been less than 21. I think the over-under was about the same, and the spread was about the same. About the same, yeah. 803-0550. Yeah. I've got good instant trivia for you when we get back as well. Ross Jackson, Locked On NFL Podcast. We'll preview this matchup, see if he thinks the Ravens should... Beat the Chiefs. On paper, they're a better team. They're a lot better. They have a lot better resume. But, of course, we have entered that space where we're afraid to pick against Mahomes, justifiably. (laughs) 
So we'll get an update. Uh, I'm going to break down of these two matchups. I've got great instant trivia for you. Inclu- Exciting. I think it's gettable, and there's one you won't get. But You're sure? Positive. Ooh, now I want to get the I'll one. give you a million dollars if you give every get every Ooh, answer. Okay. Big prize in put, the it, put it on the bet board. A million dollars. I'll give you a million dollars in bonus bets at uh, my, my sports board. <laughs> All right. 803-0550-1888-550-2550. Previewing the championship Sunday next. Jeremy and Joe on WGR. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.